Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Ford. How are you doing? Hope you're doing well. I am so excited to talk today for this mini episode about Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg because there's not much that like every single person in the world can basically agree on. There's not anything. There really isn't. But I think that Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg's unlikely friendship is something that makes 98% of us happy. And then there's the other 2% who's just always going to be a miserable piece of shit. So today we're going to be talking about how they became friends, why their friendship works so well, and some of the blind items about them. Now, first of all, if you are following me on Instagram, which by the way, thank you if you are, uh, you would have already seen this topic because we voted on it for Instagram stories. But neck and neck for the number two slot runner up was an idea that I had for a mini episode all about Timbaland. Basically, what happened to him? Is he still making music? Did he disappear after he basically created the entire soundtrack for the Step Up movie franchise? And is he the missing ingredient to why we like Justin Timberlake and when Timbaland isn't there, we don't. I also want to look into him and JoJo. I want to look into him and Nelly Furtado. And you guys were also interested. So if you're a Patreon member, that's going to be an hour-long musical journey mystery tour. Like we're going to weave different songs in throughout. I'm so excited for it. But today, Snoop Dogg, Martha Stewart. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about how they became friends, but the very first thing I want to do just to kick things off is highlight a fantastic parody they did of Titanic. This was so... When I saw it, and if you're watching on YouTube, I'm just going to play it here so you'll be able to see it, but if you're listening, you will just hear what's happening. This was a parody they did to promo their Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart potluck dinner series. And it's kind of a ripoff of Titanic. I'm just gonna let the promo speak for itself. Here it is. How splendid to see you, boy. In your eyes. I'm frying. Martha, I'm frying. So how good is that? How good is that? There's something about Snoop Dogg, his voice, and even his cadence, even the rhythm and the way that he says certain words are so incredibly melodic. It, it really draws you in. It's a type of, I don't even know what it's a type of, but all I know is that it's a skill and a talent that you can't teach. You're either born with it or you're not. I think the kids might be calling it Riz, but I don't know. I'm like too old for that shit. So other than unexpectedly doing cooking with Martha Stewart, he's also been narrating the Olympics. These are some of my favorite clips of him doing that. Oh, no. Oh, no. He put his nuts on his oh. head? <laughs> what was that, the nutcracker? By the way, look at that horse. Did you? Oh, the horse crip walking, cuz. You see that? <laughs> on the set. <laughs> That's gangsters of up. Hey! Oh, 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 look at this, cuz. Oh, come on, man. This horse is off the chain. I got to get this motherfucker in a video. And you know from the Pamela Anderson, Julian Assange video that we did here, my favorite thing to do is watch celebrity roast. And when he roasted Justin Bieber, this line was my favorite. Most niggas like myself, we go a little crazy when we get famous. Buy some dope cars, fuck some bad bitches. But nigga, you bought a monkey. And Snoop Dogg is not the only one to be in comedy roast battles, basically. Martha Stewart is also a frequent guest of these Comedy Central celebrity roasts. When she told Ludacris that he needs to pull out, 
It was fantastic. Here we go. I believe the bedroom is the most important room in the house, but I don't have to tell you that, Ludacris. You have three kids with three different women. May I suggest pulling out some time and finishing on some fine, highly absorbent Martha Stewart bed linens? So I was basically looking into it and, you know, I've studied comedy and I know that that sounds so douche to say, but I don't know what else to say. I was accepted into this program at the Second City and we literally, for six months, studied comedy. History, acting, writing, improv, stand-up, physicality, accent work, why comedy works so well. And one of the things that I'm always obsessed with is high status and low status. So after I did that at Second City, I was lucky enough to intern at the Colbert Report right before the show ended. And Stephen Colbert's character on that show always fascinated me because he was a high status idiot. He played so high status, but he had no idea what was going on, but he was laughably happy. Think of kind of Donald Trump if you want to think of like a high status idiot, right? And then low status, if you listen to my podcast, not that I put on a persona, but I'm happy to play low status. I like to poke fun at myself. I like to be self-deprecating. It's just where I'm more comfortable. And this is how you can tell who is good in terms of comedic duos, high low status. And I think Snoop Dogg plays low status because we all know that he's already high status. He comes from this really cool baller type of background of being like a total rapper gangster who like everybody admires and respects. And he's just so chill and poetic with the quips that he is a high status character who's happy and confident enough to play low status. And Martha Stewart, on the other hand, is a low status character, you know, a daytime talk show host who is doing cooking stuff, right? That's not nearly as cool as Snoop Dogg, but she plays high status, especially after she went to prison. She delivers her lines both on the cooking show with Snoop and in Comedy Central Roast really slowly and really smugly because she knows that she's going to get the last word. So she's a low status character who now plays high status and Snoop is high status who now plays low. And I think that's also another reason why they work really well. So they first became friends when Snoop went on Martha Stewart's show Martha in 2008. And the first thing they ever did together, I'll insert a little bit of it here, they cooked mashed potatoes. And it was so, here's some of my favorite parts from that video. So, mashed potatoes, we're back again. This, just peel the skin off. Oh, see? you want me to take the skins in yeah, off of it? The skins in. Hold on. Uh oh. Let's see what Snoop's gonna add to mashed potatoes. A little bit what of this. What is that? A little bit of this yak yak. Look at this body. Her dress is too low, though. Got to pull it up just a little bit. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Her shoulder. Yeah, that should come down a little bit. Hey. <laughs> and it was just, the chemistry was just so apparent, and I think people loved it because it seemed unexpected. Like, this friendship, there's so many things that Hollywood forces onto us, right? Like, not to really take it there, but that new movie they're doing of Harvey Weinstein, they're like, ooh, look at us. Like, now we're talking about how the story got out. Shut the fuck up. Like, all of you guys knew what he was doing, and nobody said anything until it was, like, safe to say something. And I'm pretty sure if 98% of Hollywood knew what was going on, the 98% of you definitely could have banded together to do something. 
that's just what I think. Anyway, so I feel like things like that, it's Hollywood saying, look at us, look at us, tell us that we're doing a good job. And it makes people say, no, I don't want to tell you that. Kind of similar to like Jimmy Fallon. He's like, I'm laughing, I'm laughing. So you're laughing too. You know, like us as people, we kind of like things that are unexpected. And I think that's why we all enjoy seeing Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart together. So yeah, 2008, that was when they first became friends and everybody was just like, wow, you guys have incredible chemistry. I think there's something that could be here. So even Snoop Dogg talked about it in 2019 with Us Weekly. He said, this is magic right here. It's a complex world that we live in, but at the same time, we love being able to do what we do, like being able to come outside of my box, join hands with Martha and bring people together. So their cooking show was called Martha and Snoop's Potluck Dinner Party. They had a ton of different celebrity guests, Lil Yachty, Rick Ross, a bunch of different guests. It was a ratings blockbuster. Critics loved it everywhere. It even got an Emmy nomination. It did end after two seasons, but everybody was just a huge fan of it. The producer, Sally Ann Solzano, said, it's like they are a unit. They exist. It's not fake. It's not put on. It just is what it is. And I think that's why it feels so good because you have two people that genuinely love each other and respect each other for real. Now, something that happened, I mean, obviously, the minute you put any two people together in Hollywood, somebody is like, are they dating? I say that like it's not me on TikTok saying it about everyone, even if it's like Taylor Swift and her best friend. But you know, whatever, there's some, some people out there always want to make it romantic. And that has obviously happened. Uh, is it obvious? Maybe not with Snoop and Martha. So Martha Stewart was asked about this and this is what she said. Snoop is younger than my daughter. We have to have a professional relationship, don't we Snoop? But then she did continue on and say, he is very attractive, I must say. He really is an attractive human being. Everybody likes him. It's so nice that he's popular and the guests really adore him and respond to him nicely. And he has a great sense of humor. He's also 6'4". She didn't mention that, but I know. I personally, am, I don't like go crazy for guys over six feet, but I know other people do. What really gets me going about Snoop Dogg is that he, and I've written a blog post about this before, to me, the biggest turn on is when you meet someone who's confident enough to be embarrassed and not care. That's why I think Austin Powers is wildly attractive to me. Weirdly enough, let's move past to Logan Paul. And if he wasn't a child and a cartoon, Zeke from Bob's Burgers. I just think that there's something, oh, and Conan O'Brien. I think there's something so incredibly I don't know, just like arousing about someone who's willing to fail in public, say something stupid, admit that they don't know how to do it, and then kind of shrug and learn how to do it and be okay with that. And I think Snoop Dogg has that characteristic. Now, what's also funny, too, is all of the references to weed. So throughout the show, um, Snoop Dogg will basically say that he uses special herbs. He says, I have herbs and spices that I use with my meals. And when Martha isn't looking, I sprinkle a little bit in her meals. So it's represented thoroughly on the show. Gotta have it. And Martha Stewart has said, he comes onto the set pretty high and leaves pretty high. Not incompetent or incoherent at all. That's just the way that he lives. And what's interesting, too, is that um, I'm pretty sure Martha Stewart has been in prison for longer than Snoop Dogg. She served five months in prison for insider trading, and he was arrested several times. I don't know if he actually went to jail. If you are a member of our Patreon, we talk about celebrity arrests and Snoop Dogg is on there. He was involved in a drive-by shooting, but he was not the one who committed the drive-by shooting. Also, in researching this, check out this fact. They said, going to prison is very common. Only about 3% of the American population has served at one point in their life. 3%, 
I guess I didn't have an idea. I just assumed it would have been lower. So let me know if that fact surprised you. So anyway, that's just like another fun kind of added bonus to their relationship. Um, on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, Snoop Dogg was asked by an audience member to share his favorite story that Martha Stewart told him about prison. And this is what he ended up saying. Well, she told me that uh, when she went in there, they told her to put some newspapers on her to protect herself from getting stabbed. And she was like, why not use my magazines? <laughs> now, there was room, one rumor. Um, a source reached out to the Globe and basically said that Martha was like a little bit obsessed with Snoop Dogg. Allegedly, this was a rumor from a source. Quote, Martha calls him day and night to brainstorm new ideas for their show and other projects, often when he's trying to sit down for dinner or enjoy the couple's time, and it's getting tiresome. This source said that Martha Stewart would seemingly use work as an excuse to call Snoop Dogg, but after f a few minutes on the phone, she would then start asking personal questions. Quote, moaning about her day, moaning, sorry, that's me being creepy, or hitting Snoop up for advice about who to invite to her dinner parties, her dating or cooking dilemmas. It's reached the point where he has to turn his phone off just to get some peace and quiet. And it's funny because even in the comedy roast and as well as episodes of their potluck dinner party, Martha's not afraid to talk about sex. I mean, she really freaking gets after it. Now, when it comes to blind items about these two, I was pretty excited to check them out. This is one with Martha Stewart, and it says, this aging cooking arts and crafts diva was holding court at an event last week. There she was, sipping wine and vaping pot. While everyone sat spellbound listening to her stories. She is not nearly as formal when she is buzzed like that, and she was dropping F-bombs like crazy. Another blind item here with Martha Stewart. This aging... God, Jesus Christ. Like, she's... They don't, they don't say blind items like that when they're talking about Mick Jagger or anyone else who's old. I'm just going to take out the aging. This permanent A-plus list celebrity host author is known for growing the best weed at her farm. She gives it away for free in packages with her name on it like she was sending over cookies. I have to admit, I could totally believe that. Even if Martha Stewart sent you a dildo, why do I feel like it would be seersucker and have like a nice bow on it, you know? Always got to have that little stewardess touch. And then this one isn't that crazy, but it's just fun. It says, this older permanent A-plus list celebrity has learned how to do filters on her photo and has sent hundreds of photos to her friends over the past few days. It has really been hilarious to see how happy the filters make her. All right, now this is one that kind of is mostly about Snoop, but Martha Stewart's featured in it. This former A-plus list rapper who spends more time in television commercials and with the wealthy decorator than actually rapping is feeling the heat. He came out and supported the elderly rapist comedian, Bill Cosby, which is a quick way to lose a lot of deals. It also calls attention to all the times he cheated on his wife and if all of those encounters were with full consent. So there have been allegations against Snoop Dogg, but I believe in looking it up, there's one woman who has filed three different allegations against him. One in 2022, one in 2013, and I don't have the date of the other one. But this was a Jane Doe in a lawsuit who was self-described as a dancer, model, and actress. And the woman alleges that while taping, uh, Snoop Dogg followed her to the bathroom where he forced her to perform oral sex on her and masturbated in front of her. Now, this lawsuit has been thrown out, but then it's also been, I don't know much about law, it's also been refiled, basically. So I think the jury is not out on that. The Bill Cosby stuff, this was really surprising and really disappointing. So basically, back in the day on Instagram, 
Snoop Dogg went after Gail King, right? We all know her, Oprah's best friend, um, for calling out black men. So he posted on Instagram a photo of Oprah Winfrey with Harvey Weinstein, and then he also had a photo of Gail King with Harvey Weinstein. And in the picture with Gail King and Harvey Weinstein, he said, we waiting, Gail, when is that interview going to air? And he had a bunch of different quotes. A lot of these have now been removed from Instagram, where he was basically saying, it's so sad and disappointing that successful black women are being used to tarnish the image and legacy of successful black men, even in death. Now, this was, I think, in reference to the investigative work and reporting that Gail King had done on Bill Cosby, but this was also after the death of Kobe Bryant. And I think Gail had been reporting, basically there were sexual allegations against Kobe Bryant, but it brought up into this question like, what happens when that person has died and they can't defend themselves or talk about what happened or it's just kind of a one party only member. And anyway, so Snoop talked about that on Instagram and there were a bunch of memes where it was like, you know, Gail King and Oprah are hypocrites and people were like cheering, cheering, like we love Kobe Bryant. People were like cheering, cheering and then they go, and I stand with Bill Cosby and everybody's like, ugh, like what? Like what? Like where did that even come? Like ew. And then Snoop Dogg on Instagram appeared to threaten Gail King, urging her to back off, bitch, before we come get you. So a lot of this ended up deleting, and then Snoop Dogg posted a video to Instagram, and he basically explained that his mother made him realize the errors of his way, that he talked with his mother, and he was raised better than that. Tops, hold up, though. This big Snoop Dogg. Here's a message for the people that need to know. I'm a nonviolent person. When I said what I said, I spoke for the people who felt like Gail was very disrespectful towards Kobe Bryant and his family. Now, with that being said, what I look like wants some harm to come to a 70-year-old woman. I was raised way better than that. I didn't want no harm to come to her and didn't threaten her. All I did was said, check it out. You out of pocket for what you're doing and we watching you. Have a little bit more respect for Vanessa, her babies, and Kobe Bryant's legacy. Yeah. But anyway... I'm going to do what I got to keep doing. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing. We're very nonviolent. We just want to say that first and foremost. We speak from the heart. Some of you who have no heart don't understand that. But anyway, carry on and enjoy your day. So let me know what you think about that. I was definitely disappointed to hear about both the allegations and the support of Bill freaking Cosby. From Snoop Dogg, because I really was thinking like, oh my God, look at this. They're like the perfect two. But you know what? Martha went to prison too. So I guess that these are both two who just found chemistry in a kitchen and are really good at playing off of each other. So there you have it. The blind items basically don't say that they're hooking up. They say that they're just friends. And all I'm hoping for is that they appear in more Comedy Central roasts and more narrations of the Olympics and even more cooking because I just think that their content, once you strike gold, you want to keep hitting it. So let me know what you think about Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg and if you've heard anything similar to what I said or different. And if not, I will see you on Friday for a Patreon episode of Fluently Forward and I will see you on Monday for another full episode. Have a good one, guys. Bye.